This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Offensive line, offensive line. The second segment on Tuesdays is always going to be dedicated to the offensive line because it's been a topic for six, seven years. And uh, why change it now? Because it's not going so well. I want to focus on the good. Then we'll get to the bad. We could get to the good, bad, and ugly, but we'll just do good and bad. We'll start with the good. I think one of the things you have to take, and it's going to change week to week, you take Cordell Volson from his first game ever in the NFL and what he had to go up against against the Steelers defensive line. And then week two, PFF grades, and I know we were just talking about him with the run game. He's graded the highest rookie guard in the NFL in his second NFL start. What did you think from Cordell when it comes to just the interior alone on the on the offensive line? Yeah, I know it's not the stiffest competition, but if we are going to complain about um, what he did against Cam Hayward against the stiffest competition, we got to give that guy some credit when he plays against the lower competition, and he does really well, at least in the passing game. I thought he was solid. I thought what he was able to do, he passed some stunts off. He was able to uh, just not allow much pressure. Overall, when I watched him, I just thought like, yeah, this is this is what you hope for when you get a guy in the late fourth round when he plays against guys that are solid. These guys aren't bad. Tristan Hill and uh, the other members of the Dallas Osa. I'm not going to try to pronounce the last time. Just think <laughs> of the guys. But uh, these guys aren't bad. They're solid. They flash sometimes. And Cordell Wilson held his own and did more than hold his own. He played really well to me. I thought – now, I don't know if I would consider him – I think he was the th- – third best member of the oh, offensive line that I, 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 yeah I was going more on the rookie side when it comes to the guard position and we'll stay with Alex Kappa because I think with the offensive line obviously you're an O-line guru if you don't hear a player's name things are going well and Alex Kappa is one of those people who we haven't really heard a lot about when he's on the offensive line what do you think about his play two weeks in with Cincinnati very solid, very solid to, to good at times. I think he's been the best member of the offensive line. I think he is everything they paid for. Um, we're going to get to some other things with that, but uh, uh, I think he's been everything they paid for. I think he's been everything expected. I think he is a good player. So when I see Alex Kappa out there and he's doing a good job, both in the run and pass game, 
I don't think Volson was head and shoulders above him, no matter what the, the, the whole yeah. thing, <laughs> the scores and whatnot. But I do think they were both solid and Karras was solid in pass protection. It's just Alex Kappa gives them a little bit more in the run game. And uh, just it's uh, a lot of blocks in the NFL are just stalemates. And it's just about winning the leverage or winning, you know, getting to the where you need to be. Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins are both able to not have stalemates and dominate on those blocks sometimes and love to see that. I also think he's the one guy in the interior that has a very, his very good strength and he doesn't get knocked back much from people. So with those things, I think he's just the best offensive lineman on the team right now. And uh, I can't talk enough about him because he's been what you want from an, a free agent signing on the offensive line. So I told you before the show, I want you to go back to your plays from the game after watching the tape with the offensive line. Give me two to three things that you liked from Sunday. Okay. So I will say I want to give Lala Collins some credit because I think they're trying to get to a run play that fits him and Kappa a little bit more. And uh, that's duo. And duo is essentially power without a pooler. You're going to work some double teams down the field vertically. And I think this is working better for them than the zone runs because uh, Collins is more of a strength guy at this point than he is able to move that well. I'm not sure if that is going to get better with, uh, with time or anything, but yeah, so they step, he steps down with Alex Kappa and not only does Collins hit, Demarcus Lawrence, who is a heck of a run stopper, maybe the best run defending edge in the league, knocks him over a full gap, maybe a little bit more, and Cap is able to seal that off. He doesn't do a perfect job at the second level. He's kind of coming out of there a little bit unbalanced because he just hit a guy really, really hard. But being able to open up the hole like that is something I don't know if we've seen that much from Bengals offensive linemen. So I want to give him a shout out just when he's running these duo double teams. He had another one. He had a pancake on, on that double team. So put a guy on his back. So I want to give him some credit for that. And I also think another pass play, this one's a pass play was, uh, this is kind of weird because it was a sack, but um, I think the pass protection was good overall. It's uh, they're sliding to the left. P Ryan's inserting through the middle. Nobody comes. So P Ryan leaves when they slide left. You have Doris Armstrong at uh, tackle. He's right outside of Jonah Williams. And then Micah Parsons is right outside of Hayden Hurst and Micah Parsons loops to the inside. Cordell Volson and Jonah Williams are both with Doris Armstrong and one-on-one Ted Karras stops Micah Parsons. Love to see it. He stops his momentum. Full head of steam, too. He's coming out of full head of steam. I said that, Kyrus, you know, you can question the anchor just a tiny bit, but he's able to anchor down and stop a Micah Parsons bull rush. And then lastly, I just got to give a shout-out. Samaj P. Ryan on the two-point conversion, he was one-on-one blocking Micah Parsons. I feel like I'm doing this every week where I'm doing highlighting a running back in pass pro, too. But they fully slide, and what that does is it leaves uh, one-on-one. This is why most teams don't like the full slide. Leaves. Samaj P. Ryan one-on-one with the dude of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, it's a one-way go because of the slide. He can't really win to the inside of uh, P. Ryan. He's a running back, and <laughs> he stonewalls him for three seconds. That's unbelievable. That was the – look, I know in college they give you the, the stickers. 
The Bengals need to add an extra stripe to Samaj P. Ryan's helmet for that. That was an amazing play. Best play of the game on that offense. Here, we're going to give you credit on this offensive line. You might be a running back. You might be a tight end. Whoever you are, if you show up, uh, Mike's going to give you credit. All right, is there any other good plays or anything you saw from the offensive line that you're like, that really stands out for me? This is where they're going to get better. Yeah, also another duo run was uh, Volson and Jonah. They didn't get as much movement as the right side's able to. I just think those guys are just stronger. But Volson ends up with a pancake, and I think that's something you question a little bit the functional strength, and maybe you can still do that with his anchor, but he was able to put Tristan Hill in the ground, and that's something I want to highlight too because while I have criticized his run blocking just a little bit, and I know I just said that he's not a guy that really moves people too much, but when he gets the leverage and he gets the opportunity – He's able to drive. He's able to finish. That's just something you can't really teach, the the finishing of uh, defenders. So love to see that uh, just as the last highlight before we get to the not so great. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Go ahead. I mean, the not so great. Everybody's really familiar with everything that happened in these last two games for the offensive line. So get get to your bad part. Yeah, we'll start with the one I think everybody knows. It's just Lowell Collins doesn't step down and take Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons is a free rusher off the edge. That's just some type of miscommunication. I have no idea why uh Collins thinks he's stepping inside my only guess is that he thinks the tight end is one-on-one with Parsons which that should be ringing alarm bells I guess Pirine did it at the end of the game but they were sliding to him this is this would be sliding away to leave him one-on-one with Parsons and give him a two-way go not sure that will ever happen but uh Whatever happened, need to clear that up because you can't let the best pass rusher on the team get a free shot at your quarterback I, I, there's been a lot of talk about it. Basically, when you they insert their tight end, fullback, running back, whoever, to block one of the linebackers that are in the A gap, they put both Cowboys put both linebackers in the A gap. They've got four other down linemen. That's six guys. The offense responds, inserts the it was a tight end into the A gap to take one of the linebackers, and then you have five for five on the offensive line but Collins missed that or something because it's just one of the biggest brain farts of the game. He should have blocked out to Parsons. Instead, he steps down to the defensive tackle and uh, it went as predicted, not a sack, but a throw away and Burrow takes a big hit. (coughs) Sorry. Keep it going. Keep it going. All the negative. We got to hear it. We have to talk about Uh, it. Okay. I was upset with, there was a, I think it was a toss split zone type play and it might've even been designed to do that. But uh, Hayden Hurst, I don't know what happened. They let, so what they, everybody does is they're going to block down one way and they toss the ball to Joe Mixon, who then immediately looks to go to the other side away from where the blocking is. And Hayden Hurst is in front of him, basically going to lead the way, just pick up the most dangerous guy and let's get it what five yards and maybe mixing some make somebody miss and we get downfield i don't know what happened 
but Hayden Hurst, 54, is the only unblocked guy, and he just runs right by him. <laughs> it ends up in a tackle for a loss because they just let a linebacker run free at Joe Mixon. Not a great situation. If it gets blocked, it looked well blocked other than that, which is the frustrating thing. I think that's got to be one of the most frustrating things in football when you get a really well-blocked play, except one guy misses, and then it ends up in a loss. It's, then everybody's yelling at you. Why are you running that stupid toss play? Hey, that toss play almost went for eight yards, but instead Hayden Hurst missed his guy, had a brain fart, and now, now it went for negative two, and we're behind the chains. So need him to shore that up i know i know it just sounds like a broken record but i really feel like a lot of this is just rust not playing together things like that it's gonna get better it's going to get better it's okay it's not there right now but it's okay and um the last one is just collins yeah, there are probably six plays five six plays where He's just oversets. When I say that, I mean he takes one too many kicks to the outside, and Micah Parsons is an elite edge rusher, one of the five best, maybe better than that. He he might be run, the defensive player of the year at this moment, yeah. and Parsons is able to take advantage of it, and he wins to the inside repeatedly. When you're an offensive lineman, especially an offensive tackle, you have to protect inside out first because that guy went to the inside. That's the quickest route to the quarterback. Make him run through you, make him run around you. But he's he had this issue in Dallas, but it wasn't as pronounced. I don't know if it's an injury thing or something else that's coming up that's making him overset so often. But it was like five or six times in this game, and he's not recovering that well. He's doing this weird spin move that everything about him right now is unorthodox, which makes me think there could be something else going on. But uh, yeah, that seeing him get beat to the inside so often and getting burrow hit or off of his spot or anything like that was just not great when you say you feel like there's something else going on do you think it is just the miscommunication and the reps with this offensive lineman being on a new team or, or what what do you think that is it could be rust it could just be i mean this guy put practice like twice and got kicked out of one of them <laughs> no preseason games so i think you there is a solid argument that he's just very very rusty i don't think he's getting off the ball as well as he should some of that is maybe he doesn't have the same explosion but some of it is also i don't think he still has the cadence down for the team i don't think most of this offensive line has the cadence down and that's why you're getting all these false starts and all these other things so that comes with time a lot of this just comes with time and it's it's like i do think there is a slight concern though about he did miss a lot of time because of injury is it still lingering a little bit? Can he get back to where he was at Dallas? Because he was one of the five best right tackles in the league when he played for Dallas last. Now he's looking like the worst member of the offensive line. So can he get back to being a good right tackle or is this injury going to plague him the whole year? But on the bright side, I do think a lot of it is also, they, they just it's like what Duke came on and said on our show last week. It's going to be six maybe weeks until this offensive line is really gelling together i don't think that's a strict it gets real good at six weeks i think it's going to be a slow climb and we are at the bottom of the slope right now and it's going to get better each week and maybe every two weeks it gets a little bit better but yeah for right now it's just mental communication and physical issues for the right tackle 
It would be really great if so. The thing is, they have two games in nine days. You you get this game on the road, then you come home for a short week against Miami, who looking pretty dominant right now offensively. You have this opportunity to just switch your narrative of being 0-2 winless to two and two before you go back to AFC North play. And it's a whole new ball game, a whole new season for this team. So, you know, we'll get to the preview, what, what it's going to look like versus the Jets later this week, but still a chance for this offensive line. It, it, it would be surprising for them to look a little bit better in New York, but at some point, like you said, I feel like we, we knock on wood. We we've seen the worst with this, with the starting offensive lineman and they can get better. So to be determined on what that looks like on Sunday versus the Jets. But next we got to get to the defense because there's a little bit going on with that side of the ball too.